Well, I'm excited about the word today. I know some of you have to leave here at 1130, but uh, I'm excited about the word. And you may hear, hear it again next week. But, you know, I just keep a lot of times I meditate the scripture verse in Romans 8. And, and um, we can start there. Romans 8.10. Romans 8.10. And, and the one that, we're, um, that I meditate is the next one, but we'll start with 10. And if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life, say life, life, life to your mortal bodies. Amen? Through his spirit who indwells you. And I think... For me, I don't know how maybe you put this together with healing, but I think the life of God flowing in us emanates and brings forth the healing manifestation that God has already resident within our spirit man. Amen? Amen. That same, same power, that same power that raised Jesus from the grave dwells in you. That same power, the same power, say the same power, The same power power that raised Jesus Jesus from the grave grave dwells in me. Dwells in me. 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 Amen. And you want to think about it? His grave was his his body wasn't there in the grave. His body wasn't there. And you want to think about it? Well, we'll look at some scripture verses. He was shredded. He was unrecognizable. How many of you ever made um, uh, fence with barbed wire? Raise your hands, <laughs> barbed wire. <laughs> yes, it's not that fun. <laughs> but anyway, they're pretty, the barbs are sharp on the ends. doesn't take much to prick your finger or cut yourself. And, and it sure doesn't work very good if you're having to chase cattle and go over a barbed wire fence to get to them. And so anyway, just think about the, the, the thing that they used to whip him, have barbs like that on the end. Barbs like that on the end. And so when they whip him, it would tear his flesh. It would tear his flesh and his face and his flesh, basically his flesh on the back. But they had already slapped his face around and spit on it, done all kinds of things. I I did bring this. This is, um, and you can look at it afterwards, but this is typical of the thorn, the, the crown of thorns that they put on his head. And these are very, very sharp, very, very sharp. So it pierced his head. You can imagine why the blood was running down his face and why his face was so marred. And so I would encourage you to not, not watch it and don't prick yourself. But that's, that's exactly what they put on his head. So I want to look at some scripture verses um, before we get to that. Let's look at this one here. Um, talks about, and if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. So the body is dead, meaning the body of flesh, the body of flesh that we we live in is dead. It's not dead, dead, you know. Otherwise, it's it's dead to um, uh, it's it's the life has gone out of it. You know, when you are when you pass away and you die, your body stays, your soul and your spirit man go to be with the Lord. Amen. So when you are. There's a scripture verse that says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so there's no buddy walking around here. Your aunts and uncles and your grandmas and grandpas are not walking around here talking to you. They're not talking to you. They're, and 
if they know Jesus is the Lord, they're present with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Okay, so, and if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. So it's the righteousness, the right standing position that you have is causing your mortal body to come alive. The right standing position. You understand what I'm saying? Righteousness reigns. Righteousness causes your mortal body to come alive. So if you are in a place of sin and you don't repent, what's that going to do to your mortal body? You're not in a righteous, right standing position, are you? I just, I, I want to be able to explain this real clear to you because the life of God flowing in us is so important to healing and to manifesting. I believe that that part is so important to seeing legs that are gone manifest again. Because it's the life of God flowing in somebody and flowing through you that is going to cause the manifestation of legs, arms, and, and uh, whatever else is not there. We're going to see, I really believe we're going to see veterans that have come back with two legs and one arm missing or all four missing. And them all being totally restored. Do you know God is a God of restoration? God is a God of healing. God is a God of restoration and he wants He wants to restore back everything that the enemy has stolen. Amen. He wants to restore that back. He's not holding back. He's not holding back on that. Okay. So that place, life, life there, real, genuine, active, vigorous, devoted to, to God, righteous, integrity, virtue, purity of life, rightness, correctness, thinking that the right standing position is not just it's, it's in your mental ability, too. You shouldn't be in a sin place in your mind as well, either. Amen? You shouldn't be in a sin place in your mind. Amen? If you're in strife in your mind, you're in sin. If you think about pretty girls with no clothes on, you're in sin. If you've, if you've done other things like that if, with your mind, you're in sin. And it's a place to repent because it's a place of unrighteousness. And we want to stay in a place of righteousness so that the life of God can flow through us, bringing restoration and healing to every part of our physical body. Mm, I think I said that pretty good there. I was wanting wanting to understand how to say that so that it would be clear. It's the unrighteous position that brings that brings us sickness and disease and all those other things that we, we deal with. Amen. Amen. You know, the, <laughs> the life of God is so restorative. It is such a restoration to us. It keeps you young. It keeps you vigorous. It keeps you running the race. It keeps you well able to do what God's called you to do every minute of every day until he says, that's it. Go home. The life of God does that. And the life of God is in us. Now, the minute we make a mistake and we sin, we stop up the life of God. And what we've done is we've given our life to the power of the devil. We've given our life to the devil. And and um, we, we just need to take it back by being quick to repent and quick to forgive whatever whatever area is blocking the life flow from flowing through you. Amen? Okay, so let's look at Colossians 2.9, please. And I'm going to read that out of the Amplified. This one, I, I want to correlate that with the fact that we just talked about. 
we just talked about in Romans, while you're turning to that, 2.9. In Romans, it says that, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who indwells you. I have that scripture verse goes over and over and over on the inside of me. Not every minute of every day, but there's chunks of time when he's reminding me of the life of God that is flowing in me. Of the same power, the same power that raised Jesus from the, from the grave dwells in you. The same power. So when you think about it, his body wasn't there. He was unrecognizable. What restored him back? What restored that life? That whole, I mean, you didn't see you didn't see him when the when they ran into him, when the disciples were running into him. They didn't see his body in shreds, did they? Not that his body was there, but I'm talking about the restoration and the life that is there. It's for us as well, Amen. So let's look at Colossians two nine. For in him the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. For in him, in him. And then go on to verse 10, and you are in him. Are you in him? Are you in him? You, you've accepted Jesus as Lord. When you accept Jesus as Lord, you are in him. You step into that in right, that, in, that righteousness position, that in Christ position, you step into that. That's how every time you come to an in Christ scripture verse, or in whom, or through him, in that, in that, um, in the word of God, every time you come to that, that's your position. You're in Christ position. For in him, verse 9, the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him made full and have come to fullness of life, in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead. You too are filled with the Godhead. I mean, if you just take that and meditate on it, do you know the power that you would be walking in? I mean, I've, I've shared this scripture verse before, but I want you to see that the same power that raised Christ from the grave dwells in you. That same power dwells in you. And so we're looking at that from several different angles, and this is one of them. So, and you are in him made full and have come to fullness of life in Christ. You two are filled with the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. So he is over every angelic principality and power. He's over every demonic influences, influence. So that makes you over every demonic influence. They have no play in your life. They have no right in your life. So... Does sickness and disease have a right in your life? No. It doesn't have a right in your life. Why is that? Because of your in Christ position. And the same power that raised him from the grave dwells in you. The same life dwells in you. The only thing that's going to hinder the life if you step out and, and step into a place of sin. Otherwise, meditate on the life of God that flows through you. The joy of God that flows through you, the peace, the love, all of that flows through you. Amen. So meditate on that. Meditate on the fact that healing is mine. You know, and well, let's just go there in um, uh, Second Peter, please. 
I didn't have the scripture verse down, but I'm, I'm going to see what God wants to say about it. Second uh, Peter, please. And um, chapter, I think it's just a minute here. Chapter 3. No, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Um, just a minute. Just a minute here. Let me find it. Yeah. Second Peter, first chapter. First chapter. Simon Peter, a bondservant. This is the first verse. An apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. So everything that we have need of has already been given to us in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we become a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things passed away, the new things have come. So the new things that have come is the fact that we just read one of them here, that the divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness. That's the new thing that has come. Everything that has granted to us that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. It's already resident within the inside of you. It's resident there in your spirit man. When you were transformed, you were giving all, given all of this. You were given it in your spirit man. So it's your job to draw it out of that well and cause it to manifest in your physical body. So we can do that by praying in tongues. We can do that by meditating the word and know what the word says. That the same power that raised Jesus from the, from the grave dwells in you. So that same power that raised him up and caused him to be a, a, um, a witness to all the people that were raised up at the same time and to his disciples, that same power dwells in us so that we can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So that we can speak to a limb that isn't there and command it to manifest. We don't pray for that limb to come back. We command it. We command it to manifest. We command healing to manifest in our bodies. We don't pray and ask the Lord to do it. He's already done the healing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We don't pray. We command it. We command it. We command it. If you listen to me when I pray for people, I just say, Father, I thank you that this, 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 and this right now in Jesus' name. Healing manifests in their body. Wholeness manifests in their body in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Healing belongs to us. It does not belong to the devil. (laughs) He wants to take it and pervert it and make us sick so that we're not a testimony. We're not a testimony. I'm a testimony. I want to be a testimony every minute of every day. Every minute of every day. Remember when I told you last week I I had fallen? Well, the Lord's been talking to me about some of that. But anyway... When, when, um, I said I had no pain under, other than the initial hits in my face, no pain, no pain, swelling started going down immediately. As you can tell, there's just one little piece left, one little bit. God's a God of restoration. God's a God of healing and wholeness. And that's what's, that's what's available to us. That same power that raised Jesus from the grave dwells in us and that same power brings restoration brings healing brings life to every part of our body so in saying that sickness and disease has to be driven out it's not a part it's not supposed to be in our body 
Amen? Cancer can't be in our body because the life of God is in our body. You understand what I'm saying? The life of God. Amen? We have to, we do have to walk in a place of righteousness. We have to walk in a place of right standing. And we have to know what the word says. If you don't know what the word says, you're not going to enforce the defeat of the devil that brings, that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Is that right? If you don't know that Jesus came, that we might have life, John 10, 10, that we might have life and have it abundantly. If you don't know that, then you're going to let the devil continue to steal, kill, and destroy. If you don't know that Luke ten nineteen says, I've given you, Jesus has given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall injure you. If you don't know that, you're not going to tread upon serpents and scorpions, right? If you don't know that. If you don't know, and a lot of the church, I will tell you probably three-fourths of the church, if not more, do not know they are dealing with an enemy. They don't, they don't know they deal, they don't know that they're dealing with the devil or Satan. They don't know that. They don't know they have an adversary. If they don't know that, are they going to do anything about him? No, no. And what kind of a witness are they? What kind of a witness are they? Well, I didn't have any of this down. (laughs) I like it when the Lord does it and I don't have, but I mean, I put lots of notes down anyway. Okay, let's look at First John 4, 4. I want you to understand that you are, you have more power in you than you even realize. We all do. We all do. That's why the church is getting ready. The church, God's getting the church ready to, to lay hands on people and see these limbs that are gone manifest. To lay hands on people and see babies that are deformed and people that are deformed snap back into place. Amen? That's what we're here to do. We're here to do that. And God's getting a church ready to do that. And if you, if you, can you see that and what the word is that's being taught today? Can you see that he's readying the church to do those things? It's not going, when you walk up to somebody, you're going to have to know that you know that you know. The power of God is in you. You lay hands on them and you command those legs to come back into manifestation. You have to know that. You can't have, you can't, you can't walk up to somebody and pray in doubt and unbelief. Are you going to get any manifestations in doubt and unbelief? No, no. But I don't want you to not step out and try to do it. You need to, you need to step out and, and build yourself up that way and do that. First John 4, 4 says, you are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Who's them there? Who, who have we overcome? Yes, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Do you understand why we can say greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world? Because if we have the Godhead in all of its fullness, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, that makes us greater than he that's in this world. Greater. We are greater on the inside. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Say that's greater. Is he that's in me than he that's in this world? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world? Amen. Amen. So greater is he, greater, larger, stronger, 
we just have to we just have to be obedient and follow along. I mean, he'll do it. He'll do the work. We just have to do it. We just have to be obedient to do it. I don't know how many times I can tell you I stand up here or I'm ready. I'm getting ready back there. And I, I'm just a total, I, I'm a blank. I don't know what I even put down on paper. And I just said, Lord, I just need your help today. And I have to yield to that. I have to say, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just going to be obedient. You say what you want to say. I'm going to do what you want to do. Amen. And there's times when I have no idea what we're doing. Sometimes I do. But I just try to follow along on the inside. But see, God likes obedience. He likes faithfulness. And he likes obedience. Amen. Those are two very important factors in promotion and being promoted by, by the, by father. Amen. Okay. So let's go back to Romans eight, please. This is kind of our stomping ground right here. Romans eight. Um, Romans eight back to verse 11. Well, I want to, I want to go back. I want to back up just a little bit here. Um, let's start with verse four. This is all. You'll see how this all ties in with the rest of with Romans eight eleven, verse four. In order that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who are according to the flesh, flesh. What's the flesh? That which is opposed to God. Amen. The flesh, flesh, uh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse six. For the mindset on the flesh is what? Death. Mm -hmm. The mindset on the flesh is death. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. Not, you know, I've been working with people lately, um, and, um, the thing that I, the thing that probably in working with people that are, um, being tormented or have a lot of, uh, wrong thinking, the thing that I found the most with them is to break the power of that, that spirit of confusion and, um, command, um, fear, torment. A lot of that is torment to go get off of them. And then I encourage them to pray in tongues, to pray in tongues. And then we talk about setting your mind on the right thing. But, you know, I cannot say this enough. When you pray in tongues, if you are in the flesh or you, you know you've missed it, but you don't know where or, or how you missed it or you, what you need to repent for. If you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is there immediately to get you into the right place where you need to be. That's he's the helper. That's why it's so important. You, you not only get born again, but you receive the helper because that's what he comes to do. He comes to help you. Amen. And, and so, um, in binding those demonic influences, when you start getting people to pray in tongues, I mean, these are people that I'm dealing with that are, are born again in, in spirit filled. You get them to pray in tongues. They move their, they move from thinking in up here to hearing from down here. They move from a place of torment to a place of peace. They move from a place of uh, uh, fear or whatever else is dealing with them. You get them to pray in tongues, and that may mean you have to pray with them for a while. 
you get them to pray in tongues and they move out of the flesh into the spirit. Just like it says there in Romans, they move from the flesh to the spirit. See Romans um, 6, for the mindset on the flesh is death. If, if nothing was done about that, you know, a lot of people are taking a lot of drugs, antidepressant drugs, anti, or, yeah, antidepressant drugs. You know what they do? They depress you. You know that, don't you? Antidepressants depress you. Then you got to take something else to help that particular area. But anyway, so if you just, if you encourage people for the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. So it's really important because verse seven, because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God. See, now these people don't want to be hostile toward God at all. But the enemy has got them buffaloed or tormenting them about something that's happened in their life. Sometimes they need to receive a healing. Sometimes they need deliverance. Sometimes they just need to understand that God loves them and they're okay. And they're accepted. Amen? Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh... Cannot please God. Verse 9. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Amen? Okay. And so then we went, we started verse 10. I want to go now to, um, um, well, I think it's important that we do look at this, though. Um, uh, let's see. But if the spirit of him, verse, jump back down there to 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, and that that word raised there means to quicken or to rouse out of a sleep, in, in, literally from a sleep or from a sitting or lying. And that also, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, that word raised there means also from disease. Raised from disease. Raised means from disease and from death. You, you all understand death has no sting. Death has no sting. For those who are in Christ Jesus, it has no sting. We have the victory over death. Okay, so then it goes on. Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That means, that means, um, dwells means occupies your house. Occupies. Or inhabits or cohabits with you. Okay, and then also going on down. He who raised Jesus Christ Jesus from the dead will also give, and I think King James says, Quicken. Does it say quicken? King James? Quickens your your bodies. Quickens. Gives life to quickens. Quickens. Thanks, Dennis. So that word quicken there, if you have it in the King James, quicken says to give life. That word quicken there means to make alive. Make alive. Cause to live or restore to life. That word quicken there means to restore to life. Amen? Restore to life or quicken or make alive to give increase of life. That word quicken means to give increase of life. See, we want more life flowing in us. The more life we have flowing in us, the less we have of, of uh, flesh or the demonic or the wrong things. Okay. That also means physical life there as well. So, um, and 13 was not my where I was going, but it's a good one to read because, oh, well, let's go on with 12. So then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh to live according to that, 
For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And that's exactly why I just got done saying to you, if you're living by the Spirit, if you're praying in tongues and living by the Spirit, you're going to mortify or you're going to put to death the deeds of the flesh. The quicker you can yield to leading to uh, praying in tongues and being led by the Spirit, the quicker you can do that, the more you're going to mortify the deeds of the flesh. Let's just use pornography as an example. If you're having trouble with that area and you, you recognize it, you repent, immediately pray in tongues, and it causes... The pornography area, the area that is um, got you in bondage, the quicker you do that, the quicker you pray in tongues, it causes that area to become weak in your life. You understand? It causes it to become weak in your life because you're not giving it place anymore. You're giving the Spirit of God place. Your mind is set on the things of God and not on the things of the flesh. Right? Yes? Amen? So see, you can put these things to work. God hasn't left you to flounder for yourself here. You can put these things to work. You've been given all kinds of tools. You can put them to work and you can come free. Not that you're not already free in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But in that, he's given us the the things to do to stay free and to get free to stay free. Amen? He's given us those things to do. Okay. um, We talked about... We, we, we don't need to go there, but we talked about, if you want to write these scripture verses down, Isaiah 52, 14 talks about where Jesus was marred, unrecognizable. And, and that's in the Amplified. Uh, another one is Isaiah 56, where he's, they pulled his beard. Now, I know some of you people have pulled gray hairs out or pulled different hairs out. It's not fun, is it? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. They, they, they did. They, they would pull his, they pulled his beard out. Then they started slapping him around. Amen. Okay. So, and again, we talked about they went to the tomb, couldn't find the body, and Jesus being restored. Let's look at Matthew. Um, let's look at, well, let's look at John 6 63, please. I, w- I want you to see how this can come full circle. Um, John. Okay. Verse 63 in in chapter 6 of John. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are... (laughs) The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. What words has he spoken to us? What words has he spoken to us? Yeah, life. What words? What words has he spoken to us? Here's the big hint. (laughs) The Bible. Those are the words he's spoken to us, and they are spirit and they are life. 
So not only in praying in tongues, but when we when we speak the word of God, it produces life on the inside of us. It causes it. If you think of, you guys have all seen yeast and how yeast will will start growing and getting bigger and bigger once you do whatever you do to it to make it grow bigger and bigger and bigger. The word of God does that. The word of God swoops in there and brings life and brings restoration and healing. The words that he spoke, they are spirit and they are life. So we should be speaking the same words, correct? So because we not only speak the same words concerning life, we hear them as well. So we speak them and then we hear them. We speak them and then we hear them and it produces life on the inside. Amen. So, so I, I just a few more scripture verses here. I just want you to see how this, um, we talked about the mind. Uh, let's look at Luke six forty five, please. And you'll see how, how, how important it is to speak the words. Okay, so the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil, for his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. So what is your heart full of? Is your heart full of peace and joy? Is your heart full of the word of God? So out of your heart, you're going to speak those things that are going to produce life. Is your heart full of scripture verses that says, I'll serve the Lord thy God, and he'll bless my bread and my water, and he'll take sickness out of the midst of me. Forget none of his benefits, and the benefits is healing. Is your, is your heart full of healing scriptures? Is your heart full of peace? Is your heart full of uh, the word of God so that the minute the enemy wants to hit, you can go to your the scripture verse and you can speak that out of your mouth, and it's going to produce life in the situation and not death? It's going to produce life. And you know what? I'll just tell you, if I don't have a scripture verse you, that I can think of right off the bat, that I'm in the midst of a situation, I don't have a scripture verse, you know what I do immediately? <laughs> you guys are good. You guys are good. I immediately, I go to my prayer language immediately because you know the Holy Spirit is your helper and he's going to give you a scripture verse if you don't have one. I, you go to Go to your prayer language I mean, we got all kinds of help and we don't use it. See, if we use our help and we use that, we walk in the power. I mean, we would be giants against the enemies that are trying to steal our country. Amen. Giants, giants. Amen. Okay. Um, let's just go to one more here. Proverbs 18. I had a couple others, but this is this. I want you to see this Proverbs 18, 21. Death. And life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So whatever you speak out, that you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So whatever you speak out, you're going to reap that. That'll be the fruit that you get from that. Amen? Amen. And so that's why it's so important that you have an abundance on the inside, or you're prayed up, you're full, full, and and full to overflowing so that when the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, you can put him in his place because he doesn't have a right. Amen? Isn't that an encouraging word, especially on Resurrection Sunday, knowing that the same power that raised Jesus from the grave dwells in you. Dwells in you. Let's say that. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives in me. Dwells in me. I got that same power. 
that God used to raise Jesus out of the tomb, that same power is in me. Amen. Amen. I think that's probably one of the best things I could have shared on Resurrection Sunday about the resurrection power that lives in you. Amen? Amen. So put it to work. Put it to work this week and tell somebody they've got that is born again that they've got that resurrection power in them. And if they don't, it's time to get born again so they can walk in the same power that you have. And life can be restored to them. Healing can be restored to them. Wholeness can be restored to them. Amen? We're, 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 we're not um, without help, guys. We're just not without help. God is so good. He is so good. Amen? Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for the price that Jesus paid. And Father, for your help in raising him from the grave. We just praise you and thank you, Father, that you have restored and given us that same power so that, Father, we can walk in newness of life. We can walk in restoration and healing. We can walk in wholeness. And we can be a mouthpiece for you and declare your your plans and purposes and declare your will in Jesus' name. We just want to give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, we ask you, Father, to bless their day today and cause them to prosper in everything that they go to do. We ask you to surround them with love. We ask you, we ask you to surround them with, with love and peace, healing and wholeness, and your angels to divinely protect them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.